Welcome to Jumpstart Your Joy, a podcast that looks at the inspiration, intention, and actionable steps to help you jumpstart joy in the world, in your life, and in other people's lives. This is your host, Paula Jenkins. Welcome to episode 199. On this week's show, I'm sharing 10 things that I have learned over the last four seasons of podcasting and 198 episodes. It is such a joy because this is part one of the season four finale, and it's a lot of fun to be looking back at the things that I've learned in the last four years. I have to say, I don't know that I would have ever seen myself being here four years ago sharing this episode, um, nor could I have ever guessed the many things that I have learned and the personal growth moments I have had in doing this show. And so it's really exciting to be able to share them with you. And there is a deep, deep gratitude for all of you being along for the journey. And, you know, I couldn't be here without you. So thank you so much for tuning in each week. It's just a treat to get to do this work. If you're new here, Jumpstart Your Joy is a podcast, and it comes out on Tuesday mornings, and it's all about the inspiration, intention, and action of finding joy in your everyday life. There have been some really great interviews, if I do say so myself, along with a lot of aha moments and deep you know, introspection. And so I encourage you to dig back in the archives, if you like, you can find the website at jumpstartyourjoy.com and more joy there, 198 episodes. <laughs> and you can also find the show notes for this episode at jumpstartyourjoy.com forward slash four years. And at the bottom of that, you'll see a player where you could binge listen or whatever you want for the last four years of episodes. So um, let's just jump right on in. Because the first thing that I love and that has come to me in doing podcasting classes and that I really felt myself owning after getting started with this show is my first rule of podcasting, which I love so much. And it is, it's your own damn show and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Well, let me give a little context to this. So that was something that I said in one of my very first podcasting classes because someone got very hung up on and was telling themselves a capital S story, which in coaching terms means something they believe to be true, even though there's no basis for it in reality, but they act as if it is a truth, a capital T truth. So someone had decided that they could not start their show until they had a recording studio in their home built and ready to go. And I don't really know. I mean, that's lovely. There are things that each of us needs to move forward with things. But lots of times we get up all up in our head about things that we think are true. And I wanted to question this person on this. And as we went, you know, I really felt like this group of people and maybe anyone who's embarking on a creative pursuit needs that permission that, you know what, this is your thing and you get to do what you want with it. And so that's where the first rule of podcasting came about was this moment where I'm like, you know, you don't have to do that just because somebody else has a recording studio. Like you, It is your own show and you can do whatever you want with it. I feel like this message is really important for anybody, especially if you are a coach and or a healer or somebody out there fighting the good fight and getting your message out there because it's really easy to get hung up on the shoulds and it's really easy to feel like marketing has to be done a certain way. And so I really want to say to all of you that the more you can lean into knowing that, I mean, your marketing, your business, your life is yours and you can do what you want with it. And if you feel a should coming up, maybe take a look at it. 
take a moment to see if it actually fits and if it's serving you. And if it does, that's great. Go ahead. Do the thing. If it doesn't, I want you to rewind and restart and do it in a way that feels authentic to you and like it's your true self and your voice and your story because that's what this world needs and that's what this girl, this world, this girl wants is for you to be you. And the times that I've leaned into that and done the thing a little bit different or done the thing the way that it felt right to me is the times that I can see it resonates with other people. We want your light to shine. We don't want you to hide it under a bush. We want to see it and we want to see you. So it's your own damn show. It's your own, it's your own life. It's your own practice. It's your own business. And you can do whatever the heck you want with it. That's the first rule. Trust your gut and do what seems right. The second thing that I know I did not fully believe when I started out on this journey is that you absolutely can make a living doing what you love. And I will admit completely that the place that I got hung up on with that was I had a long history of being a project manager in digital marketing. And it's a, it's a, you know, that's a predictable job with good amount of work, great hours most of the time, except when you're on production and launch mode. But, you know, I knew how to do it and it was comfortable like an old pair of pants. And if we'll go with that analogy for a minute, it was also like, you know, at some point, I want to wear a different pair of pants. You know, it was giving myself permission to really admit what I wanted and go with what I love and just give that thing, meaning this podcast and my dream and the coaching that I do and the business consulting that I do, it was giving that dream the space that it needed and then also giving myself the permission to want it. And I don't know that I really fully believed that I could make a living doing the thing that I love. And the place that I mostly got hung up on was that I was very worried that the, the the financial side of it would not match. And so if you're in that space, and I know it is hard, that's a given, that's actually a capital T truth. It is hard to start something new when you know something really well. And when it's easy to go back to that thing, I, I feel for you. It's a deep in my heart that I feel for you. The thing is, Start it on the side. Start working it as if it is the thing that you already can see could be built. Meaning, when I started the show, I acted as if, you know, it was big. It, it had a lot of followers. Like, I believed all those things for it. And I think by setting the intention for it to be uh, the vision that I had for it, then everything fell into place for it. It became the thing that I wanted it to be. And it just feels right from the beginning because I already had that vision for it in my head. So I think that's one thing is to start whatever you love and do it on the side. And then I just proved the heck of it out of it to myself, meaning I was working on the, on the show and I had a client on the side. I had several clients on the side after a while. And then I saw just to be totally transparent that the financials were a match. I could do the thing that I loved and I was already making enough to, to make ends meet and that my family would be okay and that the mortgage would be okay and, um, and that we would be fine. And once I had proven that to myself, then the very analytical side of my mind was like, okay, it's time. It's time to take that jump. And that was scary. That was January of this year. So it took a good long time for me to get there. And I know that that was not necessarily possible uh, without this show and without me believing so fervently that this thing was a 
something I loved and I said yes to it and followed it and didn't even really know where that would lead. Because when I started it, who would have known that I would then start to consult on other people's shows? Like that was never, that wasn't the vision. Just this vision of this show is going to be, I'm going to hold it in high regard and I'm going to act as if it is already something that's out there and and well-known and all that. So I think you can absolutely make a living doing the thing that you love. I think it's that you just have to hold that vision for yourself and you have to maybe prove it to yourself if you're one of those kinds of people that you have to kind of see it before you can believe it. (laughs) And that's totally where I was. So if you're there, keep at it. I know you can do this. The third thing that I noticed is sometimes the most unexpected conversations can have a really profound impact on your life and change really everything. And that sounds like kind of a cliche or maybe an extreme, but I really, there have been several, and I've always been a little hesitant to name any air quotes favorite episodes, just because I feel like there is a moment, and I say this a lot, but there's a moment in every, absolutely every interview where I just find myself immersed in the conversation and smiling and feeling like, oh my gosh, there it is. This person's amazing and I love them. And I think it's important to share that because I do have that moment for absolutely every episode. I will though say that there are a few conversations that have left an imprint on my heart and I I just can't say that I'm the same. The first was Danny Wood of New Kids on the Block. And what do I say about Danny? So that conversation and the reverence and love and beauty with which he um, talks about his fans and talks about his mother because he started a charity organization called Remember Betty. His mom is Betty and she died of breast cancer. And he started a charity in her honor that then helps people with breast cancer and helps them cover costs of everyday life stuff. It's not for research. It's for the basics of everyday living. I'll put a link to those in the show notes. There's something about that conversation and his deep reverence that that really opened my eyes and changed the way that maybe I saw him and saw New Kids on the Block. It also made a connection point between my sister and I, which was nothing short of amazing. She has been a fan for a really long time. And this gave us something, a new a new thing to talk about, which has extended way beyond anything I could have imagined. And so me seeing Danny in a new light made me really want to like learn more about him and go see shows and go to concerts. And so in 2016, after that episode aired, my sister and I went on the new Kids on the Block cruise together and had the time of our lives. And we have since gone on another cruise and gone to a bunch of the concerts together. And it has, give, it has rejuvenated the things that we do and kind of the re- relationship that we have. And it was all from saying yes and me asking Danny to be on a show. And like, that's crazy and amazing. And I love it. There have been some others. Fred LeBlanc, who is the drummer of Cowboy Mouth and the lead singer. His take on joy was like nothing I have ever heard. And just his, his being such a student of what it means to connect with joy and the moment where he talks about He'd been through a really bad divorce and felt like he couldn't find his way again. And he talks about just picking up that drumstick and playing the drum and knowing I'm going to get back in touch with that thing that I love and it's going to bring me joy and I'm going to do it. Like there's something about that being a student of it that was just amazing. Stacia Savasic was on this season and that conversation, just, just the way that she talks 
about your inner feeling of who you are, matching your outer um, appearance, um, shifted something inside of me. I mean, I, I'm four foot ten, and clothing has always been a challenge. And I think there was something about the way she explains uh, style and and how it's okay to match that joy that you feel on the inside with what you choose to wear. Like it was a permission slip for me to match those things, and that, and that's changed. You know, I look at clothes different. And then I'll say the conversation with Kelly Denethorn. Um, she's somebody that I had gone to high school with, and she has um, transitioned. So I knew her as a man first in high school, and now I know her as Kelly. And uh, I have to say the the courage and the bravery and the reconnection with this with this dear soul has has really shifted a lot in me and just seeing her have such a dedication to being an advocate for transgendered people. And she started a podcast that I'll link to as well. And just, uh, it was just really good to see somebody that I'd, that I'd known in high school, but to see her really thriving now and see her and what she's doing has been amazing. So those are just four that really stood out as I was thinking about this. And I would never have guessed that those conversations when I first invited someone on to the show would have gone the way that they did. But I think leaving the space for someone to change your heart and and see the world in a new way and it's just, yeah, it's been a, a gift. And I would I couldn't have guessed that it would ever be that way. The next one, number four, is you know, it ties into, you know, it's your own show and you can do whatever the heck you want with it. But I think there's another piece of permission that comes with that as you continue on a journey with a creative pursuit, like a podcast. And that is, it's okay to change things up. Like you're going to learn and grow and change as you get into this thing and as you experiment with it more. And so giving yourself the permission and the space to say, Ooh, I noticed this and I want to do this next thing different. Noticing that, Maybe the things that felt hard to begin with no longer feel hard, but now something new feels hard. So I think it's like allowing yourself to change as you need to and to bring new things into it if it starts to feel stale. But like, you know, change your mind, change your cover art, change your music, <laughs> change your approach. You know, in season four, I've looked at the inspiration, intention, and action, and that came out of something that I learned in season three. So you know, it's kind of a mix up on it's your own show and you can do what you want with it, but really like digging in and reassessing. And I, and I think that's something we could all do in life as well is if something feels stale, how do you change it? If something feels like I wish I could do it a different way, then do it that different way. And I, and the show has been a living, breathing, like example of that for me. And I'm grateful for it. Number five is Something that I started really early on, especially around guests, but that going the extra mile on things almost always pays off. And, you know, I've had some people, I know there's some people out there that think like, well, you should only do so much and, and you know, don't overextend and like no one's, you know, no one's going to notice if you do the extra thing. And I've never actually found that to be true. I mean, whenever I have somebody on, I treat them the very best that I can. I want a guest and I want all of you listeners to feel like, this is a place that can be easy and feel easy and you can connect with that piece of yourself that maybe is hard to connect with in other places. You know, it's kind of, it's almost like a Disney mindset. And I don't mean that from like the simple way, because I think just like joy, making things easy and going the extra mile, it's never easy. Like <laughs> there's a lot of work on the back end to do it, but I kind of, it's, 
It's maybe living out the like treat others as you would like to be treated because we all have enough hard spots in our life. And actually, as I talk about this, it reminds me of a beautiful lesson that I learned from a vendor. The guy's name is Kyle, and I've always really admired him. And uh, somewhere along the way in a really difficult project that we were working on together, I noticed like every time Kyle shows up for a call, he asks about my day. He takes a minute to make a few like kind of lighthearted jokes. And it's not that he doesn't have reverence for the work. He sure did. But he was looking at the connection. And then he would also dig in and be like, how can I make this easier for you? (gasps) What a gift. What a gift. And so I think taking that mindset and putting it on with how I interact with guests in how I treat the people that I, you know, our clients in how I present myself and my business has been it feels right and it feels good and it feels easy to me. And it's something that I have seen come back, come back around, you know, it's, and then also get paid forward for other people. So I, I think that's an amazing thing. And wherever you could do it, I encourage you to take that extra step that just seems like, oh, that seems abundant or like extravagant. Like, yes, do it. Like there's goodness on the other side of that. Number six is, Always, always share your accomplishments and wins. And I think there's part of me that, you know, in the good girl rules, in the, you know, girls don't get too noticed, don't brag, keep yourself humble. Like there's all that messaging out there. And so sometimes it's hard as people who are creating something and they have, like I have, a a great belief. I love this show. I'm proud of this show. It does amazing things. I'm in awe of it all the time. And, And I think... Too often, we resist sharing that joy that we have of something or the pride that we have in something that we've created because of that unfortunate messaging. And so I say, share your wins, share your accomplishments. I think other people really like to hear about it too. And, you know, there's that fine line between (laughs) humble brag and like just being obnoxious or whatever. And I think you can find the balance and share it in a, in a sense of joy and excitement. Because really, I think your people, whoever they are, and I know you've got a bunch of them, they want to hear from you and they want to hear what's going well. There's enough yuck in this world. And the joyful thing really is to share the things that are good. So share your wins and accomplishments. For seven, Something that surprised me maybe, and it shouldn't have ever surprised me, was that people are genuinely surprised and touched when you reach out in with a, with the essence of joy. And people crave it. People crave to know that there are other people out there that are joyful. And they crave to be treated in a way that makes them feel joyful. And I think that's one of the things that I wouldn't have guessed when I kind of I don't know if I picked joy or joy picked me four years ago, five years ago, and and I said yes or whatever the stance has been. But what I've really noticed is that, and some of the guests that I've invited on have said this, that yeah, I want to show up and talk about joy for an hour. That sounds awesome. (laughs) So I think wherever you can say yes and choose joy and invite others into your joy, it's almost like a necessity in this life. And It's been really lovely to see how that might breathe some space and some delight into a place where maybe, you know, people weren't expecting it. Wherever you can find joy and share it, do it. (laughs) People are craving this right now and we can each give it to each other. Eight is along those lines, you will find your people. If you're just starting out, I know it can feel like maybe nobody's listening or it can feel like 
I don't know if I have anything to share with the world. Or it could feel like everybody's already told these stories before. And I want you to put those aside and say, thank you, fear. I hear you. (laughs) We'll go the Liz Gilbert route here. Fear, you can come along for the journey. You can get in the car, but you cannot touch the steering wheel and you cannot change the radio channel. You're just going to sit in the back seat and thank you. I hear you. Because that's what those messages are. That is fear. You will find your people. I have found the most lovely set of people that follow along and that message me and that ask me questions and that are like really excited about some of the episodes. And thank you to each and every one of you that has reached out and said something, you know, in words of encouragement, because it does, it means the world. And I think the other side of that is. If you do know that you you are appreciating someone's podcast or you love their blog or you're amazed by how they show up in the world, tell them. It makes so much difference. Lots of times, like I'm sitting in my living room right now just recording this with no one listening. (laughs) And I can feel a little lonely and a little empty. And yet then when the feedback comes in, it's really amazing. I've discovered that my people are a handful of really loyal ones and I adore them. They have come to know me pretty well, and that is exciting and interesting to me. And I've got to say that they really are the good ones, and I adore each and every one of them. So you will find your people, and I know that's coming. And it is amazing when you can kind of see it come together. It's really beautiful. I'm going to jump to a very tactical one for nine, which is hilarious, but also altogether unexpected, (laughs) which is Pinterest. It's a real beast for driving traffic to your site for a podcast. And we don't have to go into this too much. I'll give you a little insider information there. Pinterest would not have been like the thing that I would have guessed would be driving a good portion of the traffic to my site. So if you found this podcast through Pinterest, welcome. I'm so excited. But if you have a podcast, consider putting out pins for each episode and and then finding a few good boards to join. If you want to join one of mine, it's Great Women Podcasters, and I'm Jumpstart Your Joy on Pinterest. I would love to have you come pin your stuff. We'll um, lift each other up and support each other. And I think it's a really interesting way. It's strange, it's a visual medium pointing to an audio medium, but it's really been really great. And if you want a tool, I'll put this in the show notes as well. Tailwind is a great tool to schedule pins. So you don't have to, you don't have to be on Pinterest all the time to use Pinterest. I'll just leave it at that. And you can look into Tailwind and join my board. Great women podcasters. (laughs) I would love to have you if you have a show. Number nine. Oh, Ferris Bueller. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around every once in a while, you might miss it. (sighs) It is so easy with this show because I love it so much for it to take up all of my my time. I mean, it's it's something that does not feel like work and it feels like play and I love doing it. And I still need to remind myself to take the time and take the trip, to go for a walk outside, especially when my dog Chewy <laughs> lots of days when I work at home by myself, you'll run over at about noon which is right about now. And he'll come over and look at me and wag his little tail and then he'll run to the back door. And what that means, (laughs) I've come to find out, is we often eat outside on the patio. I have a salad and he likes to eat with me. And so this little wag of the tail is like, hey, let's go outside. It's time to eat. You need to stop working. And I think it's a really 
cute reminder every day to get up and step away from the work. But it's also about building joy into your day. That's one of the lessons that came out of a conversation with Julia Samuel, who wrote GriefWorks, was she's, she, t- she talks to people about grief. And one of her things is when she's working with people in bereavement, she encourages them to build joy into their day. Go see a funny movie. Go talk to the friend who you love and who you know is going to lift you up. And I don't think we need to be in bereavement to do that. So... <laughs> There we go. That's the uh, Ferris Bueller reminder, but just build it in. You don't have to be in an extreme situation to also make time for joy. That's part of saying yes. And last, and most joyfully, as you know, that I say every week, it's not really the question I'm going to ask, but that joy is a choice and we must keep choosing it. I mean, that's where this whole show started was this quote by Henry Nowen, and it is the kind of the cornerstone quote is what I've come to call it. His actual quote is, joy does not simply happen to us. We have to choose joy and keep choosing it every day. And of course, he was a man um, of great spirituality. He was part of the Yale Divinity School staff or, you know, taught there. I didn't know him when I went there, but there's a great amount of spirituality and grounding in this quote. And And a depth to it that I would not have fully understood. And I've done an episode or two about it. But just that joy is, I call it a wayfinding emotion. And that time after time, it's inviting us to choose it. You're having a hard day and you wish there was more. You can choose joy and you could go find something that is joyful. Kind of like I said, you could build it into your day and make it that way. I've seen that joy definitely is a muse. And sometimes when it doesn't, when things don't feel right or hard, I can feel myself now kind of intuitively choosing joy and looking for the good in a moment and finding the thing that makes sense or finding the place that it looks like is happy. And I, I think each of you can do it too. And, and that's why this show is here is because I know each of us hand, finds ourselves in these hard times, you know, and there's a lot of hardness in, in the world right now. There's a, a lot of things and maybe a lot of people even that have things at stake that want us to actually be really tied to what's miserable. I, I think we owe it to ourselves to also choose joy, to be very aware of what's going on and make a mindful choice to pay attention and be alert individuals and aware people, you know, people who are aware in this political climate. But we, it also does not behoove us to just become miserably attached to all of the bad news. It does behoove us and it does move the entire society forward when each of us realizes what's making us happy and figure out how we bring more of that into into this world. Because that is the point. Joy is, I think, kind of the point of being alive. And joy takes many forms. And I think that lots of times if we just say yes to the thing that we know is our purpose or the thing that we see that we could change, that's saying yes to joy. And it means that maybe you're an activist and you're going to go out and do something because something doesn't feel right. Maybe it means you're helping somebody else out who can't help themselves right now. And that's joy. And that's a representation of it in this world for them. So when we when we lean into joy and when we say yes to it and make it a choice and put it at the center of our lives, I think something very miraculous happens. And it gives us a space to work from that is rejuvenating and that is loving and that is never ending and is totally abundant. And it makes it possible when we know our own well of abundance to then go out and be that representation for others. 
and also to help other people who maybe have lost their way or can't quite find it right now or who are stuck in the in the many very sad things that we see in the in the world every day. So that is something that I just continue to see with this show and it lifts me up and it amazes me and this show delights me each and every week. So there you have it. There are the 10 things that I have learned and had aha moments around in the last four years. I want to say a big thanks to each and every one of you for listening. It's meant the world to me to have you there and listening in. I I know that there's also a big thanks in order there for the guests that have been on and that have opened my eyes and delighted my heart and shared with you so fully and and truthfully and beautifully. The show could not be what it is without that depth and without all of you showing up and saying yes to Joy each week as well. So I'm just going to leave it there. Uh, Next week is the countdown and I will be counting down the top 10 episodes of this last season, season four. And it's with great excitement that we get to do that and relive some of those really fun moments or some of those big aha moments. I think you guys will love it. So I hope you'll come back next week for that. And until then, I hope that your days are filled with so much joy.